Hi, everybody. This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical situations. That means that unless you've seen The Exorcist 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every single time you see it, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as Podcast for the Recently Deceased. Uh, this is Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast where we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find this podcast online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hi Everybody MD or by visiting www.hieverybodymd.com. You can also call us, leave us a message, text message us, give us whatever feedback you would like at 530-DOCTORB. That's 530-D-O-C-T-O-R-B. The B stands for the easiest B I've ever had. <laughs> Beetlejuice? Is it Beetlejuice? You can't Is... say it one more time. That's enough. Okay. But yes, that thing. Yeah. Uh, we are joined once again by Dr. Greg Winter, who has been on, I think, 10 of 11 of the episodes so far this season. Hey, sorry. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I'll stay home next time. No, <laughs> no, I am happy about that. It's just funny to say guest when you are pretty much here. regular. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are close by. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. This was my suggestion. This was. This was your suggestion. This one, I think, was one that was built up for quite a while by Johnny. Yes. I've been excited about this one for a while. We are discussing the film version of Beetlejuice. Which is so different from the children's cartoon version. Which is so weird that it even exists. It is true. I Because, because of watching this, I downloaded the cartoon. I remember watching the cartoon on Saturday mornings. and uh, I remember it after school every day. It got that 100 episodes. It, it, it I mean, it had a ton of episodes. The fourth so I don't season know. had like 85 episodes or something silly like that. So they could hit syndication. Yeah. Well, I remember watching it on Saturday mornings, but also I could be like, yeah. I don't know. That was it a long was. time ago. It was. At, it um, initially was on ABC for Sunday mor- Saturday morning. But yeah, yeah. The, it's, it's weird that it's like the movie doesn't matter to the cartoon, although yeah. clearly it wouldn't exist. And also, who would pitch this as a children's cartoon? Yeah. Were you guys also kind of surprised how little Beetlejuice was in the movie Beetlejuice? Um, yes. It, it's, it's like Home Alone all well, over again, where you kind of remember, like, the whole movie is traps and traps and traps, right? And then you watch it, and you're like, oh, it's only the last... happened for an hour and, and three minutes. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with this one. Or uh, Silence of the Lambs, where... There were no lambs silenced. There, there were he very only few eats lambs. Fava beans that one time. Yeah. <laughs> but Anthony Hopkins only in it for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And he won an Oscar for it. Or like Flight, where it's a Denzel Washington movie, but then what is it? Who is who is his drug dealer that is just incredible and steals the show, but he's only in like 30 seconds of the movie? John Q. Flight? No, it's um for the guy from Big Lebowski, the fat guy from Big Lebowski. John Goodman? John Goodman. Jesus, I just lost. I lost my Lebowski card. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, it's been wonderful having you, Greg. <laughs> We're have, we'll have to let you go. But... I mean, he's literally in flight for about, I don't, I mean, it's less than five minutes total, but he also makes, he, he makes the trailer. He's like, every scene he's in, you're just like, I want to see this guy's movie. Yeah. It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, I was. Goodman, it, Goodman. This Goodman. was the first time. Oh, I hope that that really like does manifest his presence on the show. Be, I would, uh, we're going to have to do an interview. We have John Goodman here. Yeah. Um, I was. I haven't watched this all the way through, possibly ever, and I was amazed with how great Michael Keaton was. Yeah, yeah, I, 
I mean, this is a movie I have seen more than 50 times. And I watched it. I, we just watched it, but I watched it about a week ago. And I was like, oh, I love this movie. I forgot how much I love this movie. It's great. It's whimsical. It's fun. Yeah. It has, I think you mentioned, really good practical effects of certain injuries and whatnot, too. And that's what made it really fun. Yeah. It's, um, you know, if you want if you want people to look at your movie fondly in 20 years, don't use CGI. <laughs> Just figure out, figure out a way to drop people from... Just use really bad green screen. <laughs> um. But for but it works because that doesn't matter like that doesn't matter for any of the movie yeah right in and when the sandworm comes in at the end to bite him in half or to take him to the sandworld land yeah it's it is superimposed as opposed to CGI yes mm-hmm. um, I do want to say before we get into the nuts and bolts we've had a lot of new listeners over the last few weeks uh, number one appreciate you thank you very much number two we would love it if you would give us a review. Let people know about the show. Let us know what you think. Uh, again, 530-DOCTORB or hi everybody podcast at gmail.com if you want to drop us a note. Should so. we, I mean, should we maybe introduce ourselves in a real way? Nice. Oh, yeah. As opposed Since to just have... saying our names and assuming people know yeah. anything about us. Catch up, people. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Johnny Kolosinski. I have no useful skills. Uh, I'm Jackson Vane. I am a pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I'm Greg Winter. I am a... Uh, hospice and palliative care doctor. I do end of life care and symptom management and serious illness. And then we'll just have some people rotating around sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great introduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, otherwise we're just two people talking and yelling at each other. <laughs> Please. It's three. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, where the heck do you want to start with this episode? Um, I don't know. And you put me on the spot. Can I can I make I a suggestion? Sure. Just about like shrunken heads and how it works. Like, sure. Have you guys seen how shrunken heads work? I have not. So, so it's it's not really a shrunken head. No. It's a dehydrated skin face. <laughs> it is. It's a a de-skulled head. That's what it is. That's the thing that makes it. So the skull has to be removed for you to shrink the head, mm-hmm. and then they make a desiccated head, which they just dry it out until it's down like that. So. Yeah. It's not some witch doctor who put a spell on you to, so that you get microcephaly. It's literally they removed your skull so that you can actually shrink your head down. Microcephaly means small head. Yes. And that can, I mean, it's most commonly, I think it's most famously heard from Zika, which was like a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was, it was uh, people that were infected who, while they were pregnant, were having babies with microcephaly. Yeah. And that that in itself comes with like a lot of medical problems. But if you got... I guess if you got cursed by a witch doctor, that also comes with its own medical problems. And it's, I mean, it's <laughs> worth realizing that, yeah, viruses might not be a big deal, except for in certain populations, they can be a big deal. So yes. that's a, that's a virus that probably doesn't matter to you if you got it, except for if you're in the population of people who are in the middle of a pregnancy and uh, then they, that gets passed on to their baby and there are effects from it. Yeah. For example, can't find hats. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. All oh, these hats are too big. These hats are too big. <laughs> um but you'll never have to worry about getting your face stuck in a cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> or your head caught in a honey jar like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I, I mean I get Winnie had you said head in the honey jar, I would have gotten it. But you said face <laughs> in a cookie jar. Look, I totally lost it on that whole analogy it's all right. part. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's a silver lining everywhere. <laughs> this is a podcast about optimism. It is. You can get your head out of many situations. Um, but that that was the one scene that when I saw it, I go, 
I remember when I was growing up, there was like Ripley's Believe It or Not, and that used to be like a prominent thing of showing like jars of shrunken heads. And I'm like, well, how did this happen? And then I actually saw another episode of Ripley's where they actually talked about how they removed the skull yeah. out and then shrunk their head. And they would use it as like trophies and just to scare and curse people. And if you're a predator, it's an easy way to carry multiple heads around. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the to-go predator, pack. Predator like from the movie, not just predator on the street. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> you were talking about like it being like a snack pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if, if you're traveling to another planet to hunt sentient life, but you only have a carry-on. Yeah. You should remove the skulls, okay? The skulls are where the weight is. Yeah. They're not going to eat that skull anyways. The good meat is on the face. <laughs> you don't make head cheese from the skull. You make it from the face. Um, I, <laughs> I, got, I got nothing on that. Uh, I was going to say that. So this is, this is a stretch for discussion, but mm -hmm. this is an HD transfer, and I had not seen this movie looking this nice in a long time okay. or ever actually and one of the things i noticed was when they are in um when he's in the waiting room for the first time when uh when the maitlands are in the waiting room for the first time and you get to kind of look around and see the other uh dead people there's a guy in a corner who is clearly being eaten by by a large rattlesnake yeah and was it I, a rattlesnake or was it a shark i don't remember i thought it was a rattlesnake okay. i remember a shark Sharkle snake. There, so there's, there's a lady that's cut in half by a saw. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not not cleanly. And then there's a, I believe it's a snake. Might be a snake. I might be. And rattlesnakes are poisonous. And I know that Jackson probably has something worth saying about poisonous snake bites. I do. So we actually do take care. I remembered in fellowship, I used to work with one of the foremost rattlesnake bite people. And we actually had a rattlesnake museum. Dr. McSnake. No, it was uh, his Dr. name was Cobra. Dr. Seifert. Because um, he's who you see for rattlesnake bites. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Um, but we, I used to remember we had to go to the rattlesnake museum and like, that snake will kill you. That snake will kill you. That snake will also kill you. But the, it doesn't kill you instantly. Like It causes your blood to both coagulate and bleed at the same time. So you just get really bad, weird clots. And... I think we talked about this during Comic-Con where you're not supposed to suck out venom and all that other stuff too because it doesn't do anything. But Or tourniquet, for that matter. You're supposed to put it on elevated kind of thing so that you can keep it away from everything else is what I was taught. And you don't want to tourniquet it because you're basically trapping the poison inside of that area. So it's going to do more damage to that correct. arm or that yeah. leg or whatever? Yeah. And the treatment is just anti-venom and you dump anti-venom until your coagulation studies are normal. I had more tourniquet questions for you the other day, but I think it's it's probably better served for a movie where there's limb loss, which I had assumed would be in Beetlejuice, but it isn't. No. Well, well, I like mean, there was limb loss. That lady who got cut in half lost her limbs. She did. Well, <laughs> they, she did know where they were. Yeah. <laughs> they were next to her on the couch. What question were you going to ask about tourniqueting and limb loss? I, was, I, I felt like tourniquets have now been, the new teaching is that not to use a tourniquet. Incorrect. Okay. We still use it quite a bit, especially if there's a chance where, let's say you lost a limb of any sort and you need to control bleeding, you need to slap on a tourniquet right away. So controlling the bleeding is more important than anything. So okay. we still use tourniquets quite a bit, and it's actually part of our um, advanced trauma life support course. I, I, is I, it right I, after A, B, then you get to circulation? It's <laughs> technically, it's part of circulation. Always but be circulating. Always be circulating is how you remember it. 
but it's technically part of the it could be part of the secondary survey but it's really part of the primary survey okay. where we're looking for sources of actually it is part of the primary because it's disability and when uh, when i say a b c it's uh, when somebody comes in for trauma or any sort of thing where you don't really know what's going on you do ABCs, which are airway, airway breathing and circulation. It's like you got to make sure that person is alive before you figure out exactly what's going on. You got to make sure there's a hole to breathe out of. Yeah. Then you got to make sure they're breathing. Then you got to make sure the blood is pumping around. Yeah. Disability means, so it's ABCDE. D means disability. So you're looking for injuries and all that stuff. E is environment. So if they have, if it's cold, you want to control the temperature. If they're around caustic things, you want to make sure you take off all that. The stuff that they were stuck to, and all if that. there's a rattlesnake attached to them, you really want to remove. I that mean, that's thing. one of the th- like I I like that they use that room for a way to like showcase makeup. Like clearly, mm-hmm. this is a this is Tim Burton showcasing makeup skills of his friends. Yeah, because he works he's worked with the same people for like 25 years, but um, you know, it like it doesn't really seem like any other or the deets any or yes, wow, wow. I'm going to back up. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the Maitlands suffer from from the same, like, this is what we look like when we died as everyone else. And I brought yeah. this up when we were watching because everyone was in the same state when they died. Mm-hmm. Except and for the Maitlands. Except for the Maitlands who drowned. And they were at the wet. very, very, they were wet at the very, very beginning. And then they, went, then they went and sat by the fire. And the reason for this, according to IMDb trivia, is that. Uh, otherwise, they would have had a really ridiculously uncomfortable month of shooting. Oh yeah, I mean, I get it, and I'll, I mean, it also doesn't really serve the movie to have them being wet walking around. And I also get why it's cool to showcase, like, look at this cool makeup. But it's just very strange to just, you know, don't worry, they're fine. No matter no matter what's going on, they're just normal. I mean, they were they did speak about how people who committed suicide. Become civil servants. Become civil servants. And the receptionist showed her wrists. Yeah. And they were all the horizontal cuts. Or the yeah, the horizontal cuts. Yeah, they were the 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 wrong way if the you wrong were doing way it effectively. Of, yes. That is it's interesting to me that that's a line from this movie I've been quoting since I was a child. My babysitter used to play this for, for us. That explains a lot. And uh, <laughs> and if I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have had my little accident has been a, a line that I've been saying my entire life. And also, this thing reads like stereo instructions. I still I said that, that yesterday. Um, it's just interesting, the things that stick with you. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of world building in this movie that just is there by the wayside because it's a Tim Burton movie, and love, love him or hate him stylistically, he is very, very intricate. I think that's an appreciated thing, though. Like, no, there's a lot of movies where, you know, things are explained and people are handheld through the plot and story. And that's never more satisfying than just being thrown into a world and just figuring it out for yourself. And and, or finding something out the fifth viewing. Right. Because that world exists. And I think that's kind of the nice part, too. Um, Speaking of like that whole reception thing, like their friend or not the friend, the guy who kind of guides them through who got ran over by a truck or uh-huh. whatever it is. Flat Stanley. Yeah. People don't get that flat. <laughs> yeah. That would have been like steamroller flattened. Yeah. Like that's like um, press jerky flat. <laughs> I don't know what to say other than you would be pretty destroyed. Like you to be flat and intact is not really a thing. You would have to have your bones removed and then you could be flattened. Like a shrunken head. <laughs> full full, <laughs> full circle. circle. Um. I think, and then even in that one scene, Juno, 
who was their caseworker who was smoking. That one was like a really good, subtle, like practical effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I actually feel like for this transfer, they changed it a little bit mm. um, and they tried to make it. They they did more than they should have with with CGI touch up. But in the original, I mean, it's a very subtle effect where like you don't really get it because you know that everybody, uh, everyone that's a civil servant has has committed suicide. She has slit her throat. But while and while she's smoking, the smoke is coming out of her throat. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a cool subtle effect. Also, that's not that what would happen, right? <laughs> I don't think we have to be. I think it would be hard to generate enough force <laughs> to pull smoke in through your mouth and only exhale out of it, out of the hole. Do ghosts breathe? I don't know. This is not a ghost <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Technically, this week it is. Kinda. Kinda. Oh, I did have a. I had a. More significant, serious question. Okay. So, uh, we have all seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. We are adults. Uh, what What do you think is a scarier face? And I don't, I don't mean what you can see. I mean, what do you think is a scarier face? Do you think it's Large Marge turning at Pee-wee where all the stuff flies out of her face? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's Beetlejuice who has all the snakes fly out of his head when he turns away from the camera? Now, I know for me, it's when you see Large Marge's face because... Very unexpected. Yeah. Melty face. <laughs> Melty face is scarier. Mm-hmm. I think. Snake face, whatever. Yeah. It's one of those, th- I mean, I remember, I remember Beetlejuice's snake face from the uh, action figures where you squeeze his leg and the snakes come out. Again, yeah. what the heck yeah, you know? is going on with the- The 90s the- were a special time. Hey, yeah. buy me this toy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that gross. It wasn't, it was a, the 90s were a very- the, the early 80s. The 80s. Yeah. Late, 80s. But the toy might have been from the 90s. The toy the cartoon the, was I think the toy from was the from like early. From early 90s. From the cartoon, yeah. I mean, the the action is from the movie, but the yeah. cartoon was just like, what What can we market? The cartoon where you still have Beetlejuice hanging out in the whorehouse. Yes. I mean, it's it's a special. it was a special time of existence. Uh, I I have since gone back to review some of the cartoon, and it is, it's not, it's crazy. It's very, it's very different from the movie. I think that's the best way to say it. It's also not bad. It's no, it's but it's great. also like, how did how did you guys come up with this versus this? All right, we should talk about something. Yeah, that. I, I do want to <laughs> ask about the the decomposition of the Maitlands during the exorcism scene. Ah, where the, it's almost like uh, in the Mummy, where it's a uh, distinctly magical. They are turning to dust and crumbling apart as opposed to what we would see as like physical decomposition normally, I think. I think it's worth noting that there is no decomposition, right? There is no specific type of decomposition that happens. Decomposition happens based on the environment that your body is in. And so, like you said, you know, it's, it looked more like a mummy than like decomp like you would think about. And the, I mean, the reason why there's mummies is because decomposition in that dry environment means that the body changes differently at death than it does if you put a body in a swamp like very very different things happen to your body depending on if it's wet or dry if there's different types of bacteria around if they're bloat if there's injuries to your body if it's hot versus cold so decomposition is not just one size fits all um it almost looks like Mortal Kombat where they get their soul sucked out. <laughs> it does. And everyone just gets really wrinkly. This looks like someone got put through a vacuum and then a food dehydrator. 
Yeah, and or like Twist Tangled, like the Disney movie, the same thing happened to Mother Gothel. She died the same way, where she got old really quickly, dried up, turned to dust. I'm, now I'm thinking of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when the guy gets pushed and, and that's that's decomposition uh, decomposition like I think is more traditional sense where you see the skin melt and then the bones are exposed and then turns to dust when there's a little bit uh, I mean when there's a forceful thing that happens um, and when it comes to mummies they did a lot of work to remove liquid and the things in a body that would cause putrefaction, which is just a fancy way of saying like things get liquid, things get, um, things are going to turn back to, uh, goo, goo that can be used for, by other creatures. Right. That's, yeah. that's the main thing is we, we all get recycled, although we don't anymore. Cause we, we, we preserve our bodies yeah. with chemicals and plastic. I thought you said it's because wonder water world doesn't exist in this thing. <laughs> Dry <laughs> land is not a myth. <laughs> But I think it. I think the portrayal of how I think what they were trying to show is someone rapidly aging to the point where they turn to dust, and I think that was what the goal of that whole scene was. It's they brought her back to life, then she started aging horribly, and then would die of old I, I, ghost age. Earlier in the movie, they show what happens to ghosts that end up in limbo, and so like that's kind of what those ghosts look like. I think it's consistent with what's in the story. Checkoff mm-hmm. store. But it's not, um, I mean, as people get older, their, their skin gets saggy and more wrinkly. It doesn't get as pronounced as it was there. No. I think that was much more like, this is what happens to ghosts when they get old. But they dry up and go dusty. <laughs> you got to have that ectoplasm. That ecto dust. But I, I think what they were trying to get to isn't what I understood what decomposition is like yeah i mean it's not they're, what they're showing is not decomposition they're showing a particular thing with i mean the only thing i could equate it to would be like a mummy right mm-hmm. just the skin is getting dried up it's very desiccated things are getting shrunken um when you try to manipulate part of their hand it's it's dry it just breaks off that is a thing that i mean in a very dry environment that happens but that that's not how every you know that you'd have to be in a very specific place to have that kind of outcome yeah johnny like in san diego our environment would not no that i think in san diego you would have like the i guess the common (laughs) way of i'm using air quotes as if people can see me right now decomposition where it will be like you're you're dead you get your rigor you get your lividities then you start bloating, and then things start kind of breaking down, and you leak out juices. Now, rigor is just your it's your it's, it's your muscles everything no, freezing up. They don't have ATP, right? Yep. And then you can't get those kinesian proteins doing yep. the walk down and all that stuff. The, the obvious solution here is that we just feed all of us to snakes. I mean, that's a that's a big meal for a snake, <laughs> unless it's an anaconda, which we should probably which we watch should cover. Yeah, we should really. <laughs> we, should, we should one hundred percent. I want to talk about. Uh, well, we did talk about it a little bit at with Comic-Con. A, with a trach, yeah. Oh, yes, that's true. But I want to talk about his accent. Is there a medical term for a ridiculous accent? Ridiculopathy? No, that's not <laughs> that. That's nerves. That's nerve damage. And Wait, I that's think, actually a thing? I think yes. you might have had nerve damage. Yes. Ridiculopathy. Ridiculopathy means you have some kind of nerve damage, yes. Ridicular damage. Huh. I'm pretty sure that, yes. Radical. <laughs> But that is actually a thing. I got tubularopathy, which is probably also a thing. No, it's not. No. But ridiculopathy is. Yes. Um, 
what else? I'm trying to remember. And I guess speaking of that exorcism scene, uh, it goes to Lydia, no, Lydia calling for Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. right? So then we have real life injuries performed by paranormal things. Yes. So I think one case in point was the tester mite. I mean, that would cause a radiculopathy. <laughs> that would. After your head bangs into, when your and head through. bangs into the ceiling. And then your neck gets twisted. You probably would impinge a nerve in your neck. And also, you you're assuming those people are more dense than all the beams of wood. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, it was a flipped house, so. Uh, yeah. No, they've most, done a, Mostly hollow. Yeah. They did a lot of work in that house. So I would have assumed they would have put in more competent ceilings good, and stuff like that. Good bones in that house. There were some good bones in that house. Not in those. Also in those people, too, because they went right through they those. They did holes. go right through that. But that's like one of those situations where you would be mush. It feels like it. It feels like there's. It's less likelihood that you would punch a hole through the ceiling than it is that you would end up a crumpled, a I crumpled would as, mess on the floor. I yeah. I would almost think that with the the velocity of that little lever going up after the hammer hits, it would just kind of rip through your junk and stuff. I mean, like it that. depends. People use if you if you bend your knees at the right time. If you do, there's a lot of ways you can get not I destroyed. I don't know. There's a, the element of surprise in this one. <laughs> you know. I didn't think that hammer was going to go down. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, there's a there's beam a, going through my junk. There's no way they didn't. Th- they're watching him lift the hammer and excitedly like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. But the, the hammer's inflatable. I think we, I also, I also think we all know that that game is fake at the fair. You don't, you don't just hit that with a hammer and then the thing shoots up to the bell. Uh, the operator controls it with his foot. Hmm? Yes. Oh, you've just. just Spoil Jackson's. I mean, you know that every carna- you know that every Wait, carnival so that, game so that, is BS. So right? that scene in Jackass where Chris Pontius hits a thing and then the golden dildo goes flying up in the air. I it, mean, the, Chris Pontius is not is a very strong man. Well, they're also not you know at they're a carnival. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, That's true. Your neighborhood carnival that comes to get money out of strong people. They're making sure they're they're making sure they get two and three tries out of them. <laughs> it is wrong to be strong. Yeah. <laughs> i i don't know why i just said yeah to that yeah yeah and then um i think there was also another scene where i guess beetlejuice turned into a snake and then picked chuck up really high and mm. dropped him on his back that's how you get ridiculopathy. that's another way to get ridiculopathy and then he fell down the stairs right or was it that was ortho or otho usually when you talk about ridiculopathy you talk about a specific nerve you'd say like spinal really spinal is not a nerve but you, you could say somebody has spinal ridiculopathy or X like radial radiculopathy. Yeah. You wouldn't just say they have radiculopathy. I, I your mom I, has I think radiculopathy. We should, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should discuss it more just because it's because you like say. the word. Yeah. I mean, I don't deal with it as much as you do. I'm assuming. I don't deal with it. Radi- I mean, I, the pain I'm dealing with is very different. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> I have been meaning to talk to you about some stuff. I that being said, that there is. I'm. This is a. This is a sh- movie that is about, you know, death and dying and what comes afterwards um, and potentially grief. And I feel like at some point someone's going to ask about stages of grief and what that means. And I feel like that's a thing I should probably talk about. I mean, about. you they would be able to talk about it better than. Well, that's I mean, they us. don't they don't really it's not really touched on in the movie other yeah. than by the um, by the realtor who I think is only using it as a way to, <laughs> to, to sell, sell a house. house. But. There are the traditional five stages of grief, which are anger, denial, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. But also there's no order to those stages. And when someone's dealing with grief, 
they can bounce around between those in any order until they get to acceptance. Until I mean, but even if you're at acceptance, you can still bounce to the other. There's there's no like it's there's no okay. I'm I'm over grief, and in fact, a lot of times people get to a point of acceptance, and then there's something that happens. So another another loss, especially a similar loss, will trigger that previous those previous feelings again. And it's just worth knowing. Um, I think you know if you know someone that's going through that, the best thing that you can do is just try to be there for people and not try to fix where they're at. Just be supportive and listen um, and know that it's going to come back around. That's not something that I've heard before. The aspect of it is not a one, two, three, four, five progression. I think that that's a really common misunderstanding. He said, because he had that particular misunderstanding. Um, (laughs) No, it's true. And I mean, a lot of people think that and, you know, like, Oh well, they, I I can see they're angry now. So then, what comes next? Like I don't know, and they that person doesn't know either. So, well, if you tell me now, I'll let you know what's <laughs> that's next. bargaining. <laughs> you know, you should stop that. Uh, I swear <laughs> to God, if you tell me, <laughs> I'll let you have all this money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and um, there we go. We're done. Yeah, um, accepted. Uh, I was. Not having seen the movie in a long time, but I've listened to the soundtrack of the musical, which is coming to San Diego in uh, August of 2023, if anyone is listening and involved in that production wants to get us tickets. Um, yeah, but that's, I, I second that. I really, uh, I'm very interested in seeing it. Uh, but the show, the, the, the musical is a lot more based around Lydia's grief. We find out that Yes, her mom died recently. That's why she's got the stepmother. Uh, like there is a song specifically called Dead Mom, uh, where she's singing to her dead mom about how nobody recognizes having a dead mom. Um, and is that like a, a follow up to Dr. Demento's Dead Puppies? Yeah, yeah I think it's a, a direct sequel, actually. Um, and and how I mean, she feels invisible the way the ghosts feel invisible, blah, 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 oh. blah, blah. So it's a, it's a lot more built around that um i recommend the the musical to folks by the way i would i if anyone from any musical wants to send me tickets i'll probably go (laughs) um hi everybody podcast at (laughs) gmail.com to to discuss those sponsorship opportunities um i but so i did expect there to be more concrete evidence of that in in the movie because i was more familiar yeah they only just made her like they only just made Lydia like sad girl, but didn't explain why she's sad girl. Mm-hmm. Was so, she sad girl? Or was she goth girl? Yes. I mean, I think the movie is goth girl and it doesn't, I, I don't think it particularly matters if, you know, why she's sad, but she's got the feels and she's got the feels enough that she can see dead, see people. Ghosts, see dead people and that's, that should be good enough. And also like that's compassion, right? If you see people, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be like, why do I see people? You should be like, what's going on with these people? I should be able to connect with those people. You shouldn't question your reality because you're seeing people. I mean, this is the prequel to the Although success. if you are seeing people that no one else sees, you should probably possibly, question your yeah. reality a little bit. Then you are Haley Joel Also, Austin. this is not a medical advice book. No. <laughs> Every time I try to make a six cent show, shadow. I'll talk over it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only halfway through, so. you what? Only oh, halfway cents? through the movie. Oh, six cents? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. There's nothing weird about it. That kid's just really. He's a good therapist. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, I, I, I'm impressed. Um, uh, do we think that Beetlejuice was a suicide? Hmm. He's not a clerical worker, but he but did he say was because he was, he, was but the he assistant does do to Juno. Work. He does do clerical work. I don't know. Honestly, he does like the dirty side of clerical work. 
get the living out of your house. He's a bio exorcist. exorcist. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like he probably. I mean, I feel like yes. The only it's the only way that makes sense if he knows all the people and if, if he worked people. with Juno before. Otherwise, mm-hmm. why? Yeah. I really liked the quote of, if you don't let me gut this house and make it my own, I will go insane and take you with me. She really, really delivers that line. You you brought up at the right when we started that Catherine O'Hara is in all of the great movies <laughs> she really, of our particular she is, generation. She, is childhood. she was she was in Home Alone, mm-hmm. Home Alone 2. Um, I feel like we should have looked it up before we started <laughs> to talk about it. Yes. But at least Home Alone, which is actually relevant yeah. to this podcast anyways. And then the other dude is Ed, Ed Rooney. That's just how I know him. Mm-hmm. From Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He, uh, nah, I'm not even going to talk about him. Well, I, so no, Kat- you shouldn't. So, but Catherine O'Hara, it, it, you, can, you can almost hear her scream Kevin when she's screaming in the movie. It's mm-hmm. like, Kevin! Kevin! No, it's... That and The Nightmare Before Christmas. She was actually in that one, too. Really? Yes. So yeah, Catherine O'Hara was in a lot of our childhood, like Home Alone. I thought she was, I, I thought she was in Clue for a second, but she's not. No, she's, she, she's not Miss, yeah. Miss, uh, yeah. Miss, Mrs. White. No, but she is definitely in Nightmare Before Christmas, too, which is also a Tim Burton movie. Um, that make, Tim Burton is, is loyal. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, fun Catherine O'Hara, Tim Burton story. Her husband, I don't know if they're still married, but at the time was the, I think, costumer on the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim Burton literally said, you should ask her out. Oh, wow. When he didn't <laughs> think that he was supposed to talk to the actors. Uh, I mean, good for him. Yeah, and it worked. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you guys can think of that is medically stuff? Um, a lot of textbooks also read like stereo instructions. Yes. Oh, so that that's why oh that line God. hit home for you. <laughs> that's, that's another one that really stuck with me for a long time. God, like netters. Oh my God. It's like what am I re like that's what, is, a, what that, is the takeaway of the sentence that I just read that was a paragraph long? The worst part about netters was it's a book with pictures. <laughs> it's a picture book that's not understandable. Yes. It's a lot of diagrams that I just could not get through. And I think that now I know why you say it often, but <laughs> it. As someone who didn't read a lot of stereo books. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, think of any electronics. Like, you know, it's usually translated from something else and poorly and not checked. And it sounds more high. It, they're, they're trying to make it sound more important than it is. I feel like stereo, I will say this. Instruction books now, very dumbed down. Yeah. I also feel With like pictures. if they were to make Beetlejuice today, that would have been a really, really annoying YouTube explainer video with a smash like and subscribe. Oh, you mean like kind of a, hey, the you're dead. Video yeah. for the recently deceased. Exactly. God, I really hope they don't remake Beetlejuice because that's going to be, you know, that's going to happen. I'm fine, with, I'm fine with any remake. It does not ruin the original for me because it's not the original thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't care at all. Like the only thing you'll if, lose is time, and I usually can see some. But I'm like, oh, I like, I sort of like what they did. I don't know, it's fine. Or they make a movie version of the musical. Right, <laughs> they could do that. That might be next. Give uh, give us tickets. I have not seen Mamma Mia. Either one, the movie or the stage show. Neither. Are you an ABBA fan? I mean, I'll, it give me tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was obviously an important question. I do have another important question. Shame on you. The human centipede builds itself as 100% medically accurate. Shame on you. 
If that's the case, and if that's our baseline, how medically accurate is 1988's Beetlejuice? Holy crap, it was 88. Um, wow, that's a weird thought. Yeah. Now, do I make it 19% or 88%? Not 88%. <laughs> no, it's not 88%. Um, not 19% either. I mean, I certainly think it's less than Human Centipede. I mean, obviously it would be, right? Like, I, It's another tough one because at no point does this movie try to be medically accurate. And no. it's talking about things that are, in my op- opinion, patently false. So, I don't know. Is 22%? Disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't believe in ghosts, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a... You're con- saying that as I'm we record on a, October 30th. I'm taking a controversial stance. I do not believe in ghosts. Ghosts believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if you believe in ghosts if they believe in you. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say 20, 21%. No, I'm going to say less than that. I'm going to stick with my 19. I'm, I'm going to say 14%. Had to, you had to one-up me, didn't <laughs> Because... As someone who lived in a house that had skeleton keys, you you can't really push a skeleton key out from the other direction if somebody is manipulating it from the uh, the other side. This is a thing that we <laughs> the tried. Other side. So, <laughs> uh, double pun. Um, yeah. So I know it's not a physics podcast, but I'm taking away a couple extra points. The locksmithing podcast. <laughs> the locksmithing doctor. <laughs> oh, I like the locksmithing the Lock. locksmithing lawyer. Lock picking lawyer. Yes, that guy. Yes. No, I'm sticking with my 19. Okay. You're wrong. It's 14, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't deduct points for it just, ki- Kiri. I was, just, I, was comp- I, you know, I thought about it right as I was making my score. You know what's accurate, matters. though? You do drown if you go off. Oh, but uh, I was going to say. thinking about taking some points away, aren't you? I, <laughs> I will. I admire their safety that they put on their seatbelts before they went off the, the, the bridge. The bridge, yeah. But you could escape from that. Their windows weren't down I, either. I, but their they windows also were, didn't have airbags, so they could I, I might disagree with you. I highly recommend watching the Mythbusters escape from a car. Yes. People drowned in not a lot of water in That's a car. That's true. And, I uh, mean, a lot of people can drown in very little amount of yes. water. Like babies in a bucket. <laughs> don't, don't put your babies in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Medical advice. Con- another controversial stance. <laughs> no, if you go to like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever and yeah, you get like a bucket, there's like a pick. Like a diagram, children can drown in as little as two inches of water. That's true. Please keep your bucket empty. That doesn't even take into consideration dry drowning. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I will murder you. Nice. Oh, my God. Uh, I've dry, had... dry drowning is not uh, is a myth. Sorry. I, was, I, almost, <laughs> I almost did dry drowning is a myth based on dry land is not a myth. Yes. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Dry, yeah. Dry, dry drowning is I almost, not a myth. Yeah, dry drowning is not, a, but it is a myth. That's what the problem. Oh, it is a myth. Yes. Oh, oh man, <laughs> your logic this is, is killing. This is going to be real confusing when you edit. It. Oh, one yeah. plus one plus two plus one. That would be no, no, no. Even so, that would be one plus two plus one plus one, not one plus one plus two plus one. There we go. Thank you. Um, that's oh, dry drowning. That's a different. You're thing. killing me with the dry drowning thing. I still have people to this day asking me, "Hey, my kid um, drank a soda wrong and choked on it. I'm afraid they dry drowned." Like, uh, your kid is playing in the room with the other children. Your kid did not dry drown. Maybe we should have a just dry, along with the corrections corner that, that Greg, you've we wanted to really do. We do really need a corrections corner, and I want, <laughs> I want to go on record. Whoopsie Wednesdays? Um, I don't know how it got said, but... So sorry, Sundays? Uh, the, the blood vessel supply of the scalp does not supply the brain. The brain has its own blood supply. 
that's a thing that got said on here out of laughter. <laughs> so I think it's really important that we clear that one up. Wait, your your skin your skin vessels don't supply that you. That is correct. That is correct. Man, I've been doing things really wrong. <laughs> but your scalp does bleed a lot. It does. It, it is very perfused because your face has a lot of muscles that need to be perfused. Yes. And that's why you have a lot of blood. And also that's feeding the brain. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think I'm going to make a concerted effort to go back through slowly and pick like one or two things from each show to correct because there's there's a lot of error. And then literally just sit here and we'll just hash it out. We call it comedy error. It's fine. Remember, this is not for medical advice. This is purely for entertainment. Yeah. And if you did find it entertaining, uh, we will find you here again uh, when we record next. What a segue. Nice. I do my best. Also, it's easy to fall off a segue. <laughs> that's how you fall off a segue yeah. <laughs> thanks everybody for listening and we will be back with more